And what's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And we hope you're all good. But it's the first podcast in a bit of a while. I think it's before. I think it was just after the first England game. Uh, a day after, we decided to do uh, uh, the player ratings for last season. So yeah. it's the first one of the new season, Paul. Um, and it's... Coil Spring! <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not ideal, is it? I mean, the oh. last, couple of, last couple of days being a Newcastle fan hasn't been ideal. It's been a bit of a... Like, there's been news about the takeover and stuff, and there's been, like, fan protests in London, and all of which we're going to try and discuss on, on the day's podcast. But, like... I just felt up until yesterday, with the news of yesterday, um, there wasn't really enough to like have a podcast about. It was like little bits here and there. And obviously, I, I, we didn't really want to do an England podcast because we're not an England podcast. Um, although, what, fair play to England, fair, all, all in all in the mind yeah. of William Jones' mind. Humble, it can't be, it can't be anyone You're right, humble pie, but it, let's all face it, it was the gate of Guardiola. Who oversaw that masterpiece? Um, but yeah, England absolutely fantastic, and it's just a shame that we've got to go from the highs, mate, of uh, watching the England adventure through to the final uh, of the European Championships, through to um, the revolving door or the shit show that is uh, Newcastle United off the bastard field. Um, it's yeah, it, it's just a shame that we have to start once again. Under Mike Ashley, at such a low point in feeling so um, in the trenches about our football club. Yeah, I mean, we might as well cover the the latest takeover stuff first, mate. It's, uh, honestly, I'm I'm flipping sick of it, mate. I mean, for those that don't know, you probably do, though. I mean, let's be honest. The the, the it's went arbitrate the day before arbitration was due to start. It's be the the court case has been adjourned to 2022. Um, which basically means it's another delay on the Premier League side. It hasn't been disclosed what's been said, but that text that got leaked, all, yeah, the 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 email slash text that got leaked from the Premier League will always stick with me. The gra- we're going to march them up like the Grand Old Duke of York, and it just feels like that again. Yeah, there's a lot of fans that are like optimistic about this because eventually the Premier League aren't going to be able to run anymore. But how long, man? I mean, mm. we're fifteen months now, Paul, and like I'm so tired. We've went we went well, through all of last season putting up with this um takeover bullshit. And now we're gonna have to go through half of next season as well. Yeah. All the meanwhile, we're clubs in limbo, mate. We're not doing anything, it we're is. not going forward, we're not going backwards, we're stuck with the same Steve Bruce shit every week. Oh well, you know, and, and it's yeah, like, it's, it's rinse, it's rinse and repeat, I'm afraid, mate. I, I, I looked today because there was a few people saying that oh your posts are always negative and this, that, and the other. And I said, Well, I'll find you a positive, I'll get you a positive. And I sat there and I scratched my head and I walked around the garden a few times. Um and then I talked to the missus, and then I looked for everything, and I eventually managed to find a positive. And the it's only positive, positive I can find about our club at the moment is that Steve Bruce is into his final 12 months as Newcastle United manager, and I've got <laughs> to take some sort of, uh, you know, something from that, because literally there is so little else. The ball, mate, has been kicked into the long grass. Uh, the Premier League despite protestations at the time coming out and saying that the grand old duke of york it, it didn't mean that there would just be delaying and this that and the other it's absolute and utter horse fucking shit by dick master and the rest of his not so merry fucking men 
but the statement, mate, was just gutting because we'd all been clinging on, I think, with our last remaining sense of hope. Um, <laughs> you know, we were clinging on to let's get some news. We, I don't think any of us expected it to go through this month or next month, but some news, some positivity. Something, yeah. Yeah, but I know, and the arbitration side of it has been kicked back till early 2022, and that's again non-specific. So early 2022, that could be January, February, March time. Uh, in which case, we'll have another season of Mike Ashley's gamble. Will Newcastle United stay up? Uh, and you've got to sort of look at the bigger, the, the bigger picture with it all made. I've seen both sides of the argument today with regards to uh, people saying it's a positive sign and it's better to let. The, uh, the 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 sort of civil action the the uh, anti-competitive uh, side of things go through first and then use hopefully a win on that uh, allied with any muck that's been uh, dragged up during the process to be able to use in the case for the arbitration next year I can see the logic I can see that that makes sense but as Newcastle United supporters who've been through this for 15 months we've been through. 13, 14 years worth of Mike Ashley to say to them at this point, in the, you know, at this situation with, you know, when Brentford are, are out spending us and out fighting us and out thinking us, oh, wait another six months. That is not what Newcastle fans wanted to hear. And, and, and I understand that Mike Ashley may have actually wanted this to have happened in this way because he believes it's a, it's, it's better to have some judges look at it and, and hopefully we were to win this this upcoming uh, anti-competitive this um, you know case that's going to be starting very very shortly, uh, rather than arbitration, which is a Premier League slightly biased panel sitting and looking over the entire thing. I understand the logic in it, but football isn't about logic, mate. It's about passion. It's about something. Yeah. And again, I put a, a post up on the social media today that said uh, you know people saying forget about the takeover. Well, if I forget about the takeover, what else have I got to look at? Do we have signings? No. Have we got a, a new manager coming in? No. Can we discuss tactics? Well, Bruce's tactics are on the back of a fag packet, so no. Can we talk about the stadium improvements, training ground uh, infrastructure, exciting youth players that are going to be coming through, a fantastic win against York at the weekend? We can't even discuss that, mate. So it is literally at the moment uh, the only thing that's been keeping people's sanity through the rest of the shit that's going on at our club is this takeover and is these cases. And we've hung on, hung on every word that Nick DeMarco said. We've been up in arms when Simon Jordan's been spouting his shit and all of that. I want to mention him. Oh, he's getting a few yeah, minutes. Um, you know, I heard Steve Ray on, on with him today and he's having a ding dong and he's trying to belittle the Newcastle supporters at every opportunity, mate. The man is a pure and utter oxygen thief. Um, <laughs> I know you'll have plenty to say about Simon. Oh, but <laughs> it's 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 just dis just disgusting. And Newcastle fans, easy target, uh, or so the thing so. But it, it just it just sickens me, mate. That like they are going to such lengths to keep Newcastle United down because they know what is coming, and they do. You know, at the end of the day, this yeah. cartel, this Premier League cartel do not want the status quo in the Premier League to be disrupted. These bunch deserve what happened or what could have happened with the ESL. They yeah. are still protecting these clubs who roundly would have shafted them, no problem whatsoever. And it's just, like I say, it, it's gotten and there is nothing 
pretty much to look forward to as a Newcastle United uh, supporter. We are in yet another relegation battle and in yet another episode yeah. of the Mike Ashley roulette wheel. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to survive after another flirt of relegation, mate. I, I honestly don't know. I do not know. There's so much shit going on. It's in the balance again. It is. It's in the balance again, mate. And yeah. I completely agree with what you've said. I mean, supporting Newcastle at the minute, I've never been so disinterested. I really haven't. Like, it, it, they, with, the, with the podcast and stuff, more than happy to come on to talk to you, mate, as, as I always am. But in terms of, like, the status of being a fan right now, what is it to look forward to? There's li there's literally nothing. Because yeah. this takeover, I'll get a delay, and then it'll get a delay again in January, and then it'll get a delay again. And they'll probably hire you out, hire you out because it's been delayed for so long and it, all this. Bit. It, wouldn't, like, it wouldn't have happened, mate, if it was Manchester United or Arsenal or Chelsea or Spurs who were linked with Saudi money. Do not forget that for a second. Spurs in particular, I think I've got a lot to answer for it, them and Liverpool. Um, yeah. If it was any of those aforementioned clubs getting investment, the deal would have been done. They can buy a Formula One team, mate. They can invest in Disney. They can invest, invest in Facebook. They can in, invest, uh, you know, all these huge companies. Where is where is that woman who came out and who was kicking up a right fucking fuss about the Newcastle United takeover? Where where is she when the golf's been held? Where is she when the Formula One deals have been announced? Where was she at the weekend when there was all the Saudi sponsoring all around the uh, Silverstone track? Where is she when the WWE send their circus over to Saudi to put on a couple of shows per year? You know what I mean? It, it is an agenda yeah. against Newcastle fans. And Simon Jordan, again mentioning that cockwomble's name, tried to make out as if it, it wasn't Newcastle. Um, it wasn't an agenda. You're saying, you're saying, I've got an agenda against you. The Premier League have got an agenda against you. The top six have got an agenda, or the greedy six, as they should be known. Yeah, too right. Too fucking right we're saying that. Yeah. Because the evidence, well, the evidence speaks for itself, mate. The evidence speaks for itself. It's absolutely disgusting. We're 15 months in to this whole saga. We've had a whole season. And like, when it feels like we're no further forward because the Premier League are allowed to delay and delay and delay and delay, and the hide behind their no comment statuses through journalists and stuff. And I think it's actually flipping disgrace for me. Like, this is meant to be the best league in world football. That they've held, they've held, they the. They've held it for a long time to be known as the best league, the highest standards, the best everything, the best football, the best teams, the the most competitive league. You don't know who's going to win the league. Yet, this is how they run the league. Like, pure shit, 15 months, no transparency from them at all. And the and the the thing is though, mate, right? You can say, oh yeah, transparency. Maybe if it's not set up into the system, but time and time and time again, they've had an opportunity to discuss this in the opening. If you remember what Richard Master said, uh, or you know, uh, sort of this time last year, you know, we want a quick resolution on the deal. Uh, we want transparency. We want you know this that and the other. He said all of the right things at the right time. When I think it was Brian Swanson from Sky Sports was interviewing him. Uh, and he said all of these fantastic buzzwords and corporate talk and this, that, and the other. Well, you were after a speedy resolution a year ago. Where, where is this speedy resolution? We are no further forward than we were back then. 
And I still do not understand the situation where you've got a willing buyer, where you've got a willing seller, but a man who hasn't got a dog in the fight can come in and interfere with, you know, with that and can put the brakes on it. If in business, if you've got a seller and a buyer, that should be as much as it as it as it, as it comes. And it stinks of corruption. Apologies about the noise because it's boiling here. I've got doors opening and all sorts. But um, yeah, it, it it just is absolutely foul, and it just it just looks like it's you know uh, money in envelopes, favors. It's protecting the establishment and it's protecting the existing, um, you know, as a situation. And there's no doubt, mate, that they want these teams, this big six, this greedy six, as it's referred to, uh, they want them to do well. They do not give a flying fuck about Newcastle. Um, I don't. But, but, they're, but they're scared because, you know, at the end of the day, the Burnley takeover, that went through in no time because Burnley was no... With the greatest of respect, I don't want that bit to be just clipped out. But Burnley, with the greatest of respect, and their new owners are no uh, trouble to the top six. They're not going to upset the apple cart. But a Newcastle United, uh, which is infused and energetic, and has a, a you know an injection of uh, finance put into it, and going places and competing for better players and pushing into you know into tourna tournaments and pushing up the league, that is a big big. Fred, because it is long ago Newcastle were near the top. We could have done stuff even under Bobby Robson, previous, uh, you know, um, and sort of after the Keegan era, we've had the Robson era where we've been close. Uh, even under Pardew, mate, we finished, you know, we finished really well, albeit well, one season. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, you know, the season. But it goes to show you that at Newcastle, it could be made a reality with a little bit of clever investment and, and putting the right people in to the right positions. And they do not want that. They're delighted that Steve Bruce is, is the manager. They are over the moon that Mike Ashley is there and he's got his sports direct shit all over, you know? And and again, Mike Ashley gets away with it a little bit. The accounts today, that's another thing to mention, coming out, showing that Mike Ashley made just short of six million quid off the back of the sale of the land at the, the Gallagher end. You know, so it, it's not just the Premier League, mate, fucking us over. We've got our own owner fucking us over and refusing to put any money in, in into the club in the in you know in the interim uh, you know period and stuff like that so we're getting it from every angle it's Simon Jordan it's the media it's the greedy six it's the Premier League it's our own owner who's trying to come across as some sort of hero and yes we want the same thing that he wants at the moment and that is the sale of Newcastle United uh to Stavely's consortium but uh, we're still getting shafted over by inmates, so we're getting it. Honestly, we're getting it up more angles than what goes off at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> you know, we are getting shafted left, right, and centre, mate. Well, and it's it, again just to go back to the Premier League. Like the they're meant to be this global powerhouse. They're meant to be this, you know, like for them not to give a shit about. Newcastle United, one of its shareholders or, or the fans, and they're meant to be a league for the people. But it's clear with Project Big Picture, which they back, which they definitely backed, uh, the ESL, which I, I bet I'm willing to bet with how corrupt Masters and Hoffman are, they probably had a little backhand pocket in there somewhere too. Um, 
the whole stuff with Qatar, it just doesn't add up with the Premier League and they keep delaying and no comment and, and it's an absolute disgrace. Like as a football fan, not even as a Newcastle fan, but as a football fan, the other the not the not the big six, forget them, but the other fourteen teams in the Premier League, although the thirteen teams or sets of fans, they should be looking at this and be worried because it, it yes, it's not them. But it could be them. If yeah. if CIF was interested in one of their clubs, and they were getting shafted over like we are, fifteen months, no transparency, no communication, no anything, they'd be frustrated too. And yeah, they might not want to see a, a another team get the, win the lottery essentially, which is what Newcastle would do if they got the PIF takeover. However, this could be them. Uh, this could be one of those other teams where. The, the hopes and dreams of these supporters are just being almost played with on a bit of string. Yeah, and, and that's like, what football should be about, mate. It should be about hopes and dreams and aspirations. It shouldn't be about spreadsheets, uh, anti-competition laws. It shouldn't be uh, about arbitrations and, and, and the, you know, the, the likes of that. And, and, you know, since, since Piss Flap, uh, Dick Master, has come in, in, into the organisation, the Premier League continues to stoop and to scrape new grounds time and time and time again. Before it used to be cutting edge, it used to be at the front, the forefront uh, of getting all the best players. And I remember back in the day when Premier League was launched and you were getting the best players from around the world and there was amazing investment coming into the game. And you were just like, wow. You even looked at some of your competitors and you were sitting there looking at them and thinking, look, look at who they've got. Oh, one second, we've just gone inside, uh, you know, a, a Ginola or somebody we've just yeah we've just upped it and then you know oh we just brought in the world record for, for Alan Shearer and, and it was such an exciting time yeah. now it's about the haves and have nots and and for I would say I would say at least 10 to 12 clubs in the league all they are concerned about mate is staying in the Premier League now how is that exciting how is that aspiration sport, is it it's not it's, a sport it, it, it's it's it should be a competition where any team can beat anybody. Where a Blackburn can win the Premier League, you know, uh, where you know your Leicester's of the world can come, you know, can come from nowhere and be competitive. Even your Manchester Cities, who were down in Division Three not so fucking long ago, can come from the abyss and come back to be a major, major, you know, European player. Uh, backed, may I say, by a lot more of a clear link to state ownership than, than what this uh you know the Saudi situation is. So um it, it just it just really boils my piss because it's yeah. not how football sh should be mate. Uh, how many times on these podcasts have we been discussing the politics rather than uh, you know th than the players the yeah. politics rather than points gained right you know again politics rather than players we were going to sign or anything you know like that. It, football should be about the players and, and, and all of that. There's no point discussing it. When Brentford can outdo your mate in the transfer market to take a player from Celtic, it, it says it all. We offer seven million, they offer twelve and walk in with the deal with the wages and everything else. Yet yeah, we we cannot and will not compete against the likes of Watford and Brentford and all of those, you know, types of club of the world. Again, with the greatest of, of respects, with that caveat of, of, of respect for those clubs. But, uh, you know, we are Newcastle United. Yeah. And uh, 
we shouldn't be having to look at but you you are you know yourself mate you're just looking at how can we stay up what a pathetic situation it it, it, it truly is Sunderland did this they flirted with relegation they flirted with it season in season out and eventually eventually it, it happened and we've got the biggest gambler in town mate Mike Ashley is an absolute pudding if he thinks that eventually we will not go down we've got Steve Bruce's fucking manager Wake up. Well, that's the biggest gamble of all having him in charge, but it is, mate. It's just, it's just a sorry state of affairs. I mean, there's nothing to get excited about. I mean, we got beat off flipping York yesterday. Like, there's just not much going for the for the supporters. And like, I've seen a couple of things that would that I, I can. I'll speak for me. I don't know if you, what you think of this, mate, but I've seen like protest ideas from from Tune for Change and stuff like that. But like, I. I uh, with the greatest respect, I don't know what good it's going to do at this point because we're stuck. We're kind of stuck in a time loop where start of the season, it's very toxic. Um, nothing happens as a result of that, whether it's a protest, whether it's a walkout, whether it's a... Um, Look at boycott Arsenal. Boycott. Like, it starts bad. It ends up very toxic for a little bit. We'll win one or two games. People get upbeat again, and then it just drags out a shitty season. Then we'll finish between 12th and 17th, and that's how it's kind of been. All worse, but, mate. All worse. Yeah. And like, like you say, mate, we're just flirting with relegation, and it's just like there's no real reason to support this team at the minute. Like, we're coming back from like COVID and stuff. It, it, like, the first proper home game back is West Ham. There's going to be nigh on a full attendance if the rumours are correct about a double vaccination and stuff like that. Yeah, it'll be like a, it'll be a full St James's Park, and we're miserable about it. It's the first time since what the twenty seventh of February, twenty twenty, that we're able to sit in a ground in a full ground and watch Newcastle United. And we're on the prospect of that coming back for the first time in what will be 18, 19 months. And we're miserable about it. We're, we're dreading it. We're, like, why yeah. is that? Like, you know what I mean? It's because, just, because like, the thing is, yeah. mate, we, we, we know, we can see the, the writing is on the wall. Mike Ashley, from his point of view, right, mate, he will sit there and go, barring one or two players, they have got the same squad that kept them up 12 last season. And he'll be thinking, 12 again, please, uh, Brucey. That is what he'll be thinking, and that gives him pleasure at night, and no doubt it gives Lee Charney as well an immense size, you know, amount of uh, satisfaction. I'm sure Mark will comment down below when he watches this and tells us that it does probably give Lee Charney great satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, end of the day, we want the idea of a football club should be to progressively get better. And have hopes and aspirations. And I was listening, talking about Talk Sport again. I was listening, I think it was to Henry Winter. I think he was on uh, Talk Sport earlier on today. And oh, I, saw, yeah. I saw the clip of that. And even he was saying to, to be going in with questions unanswered again is absolutely um, disgusting. It is, it is. Um, He he was saying himself, the fans deserve better. And I I did a quick video last night and I entitled it that. Newcastle fans deserve better. We deserve better than the Premier League. We deserve better than Dick Master, who runs it. Uh, And you know, on talk about this European Super League and stuff, but um, 
I would love to be in another league that wasn't the Premier League. The Premier League, again, growing up as a kid, I was really proud that we got into the Premier League. I remember going up with Keegan and everything else like that. I remember the excitement, the buzz, the taste in the air. I remember the, the shops being done up in black and white. I remember the, the crazy scenes when they came back. I remember the build-up to the first games and, and, and everything else like that. You're proud to be in the Premier League. You know, you, you, I would get me badges on my shirt, the Premier League badges. I just whacked the fact where I've just had my second job. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> yeah, I just had my second COVID job there. Uh, that wasn't right. But, um, you know, when you sat there with your, uh, you know, your Premier League badges on, your new shirt, uh, Shearer on the back, I remember getting, um, I'd also, uh, Aaron Hughes uh, shirts ordered up. I didn't have a Stefan Givar shirt, mate. I can look back to those okay. days with fondness and, and, and a smile, and I was proud not only of, of our club uh, and, and everything our club did and what it represented and stood for, but again, being part of the Premier League, it was a it was a thing to be in. It was a thing to be proud of. It was better than the German football, the French football, the Italian yeah, football. Totally. You know what I mean? And you were proud of that, but these days... You, you are ashamed that since uh, Hoffman and Masters and all of them have came into their positions, it, it's as it's as corrupt and bent as when Sepp Blatter was at FIFA, you know. And you and you there was constant things coming out about bribes and brown paper bags and uh, votes for you know favors and stuff like that. And, and I mean, look at we've got a we've got a fucking World Cup in Qatar next year as a result and as a consequence, uh, you know, of, of how seedy football can be um it's just absolutely crazy but the english game and the premier league has delved to the same depths that uefa and especially fifa got to with return you know in terms of um seediness and everything else like that and uh, i'm just surprised how so many companies like your coca-colas of the world and stuff want to be associated with the Premier League when their reputation has to be called into question and it has to be in the fucking gutter. Yeah, um, it has to be. They deserve to lose everything, mate. Well, uh, for me, I think with the way the Premier League have conducted themselves, especially in the last year and a bit, since Hoffman and Richard Masters took over and started running the gaff into the ground, I think... It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. Might not be. Ten. It might not be a month from now. It might not be ten. Maybe a year. Maybe two. Maybe ten. But there will be one day, mate, that they get caught out, and they will get found out for what they've done and what they have been doing to the teams in this sport and what they've been getting up to. Because it's clear as day. I don't know all the information, but you can comfortably see from what's in the public eye alone that they're a bunch of dodgy bastards at the Premier League, man, Paul. Yeah. Exactly. You don't need to be Sherlock Holmes. You don't need to be a rocket scientist or anything like that. You can see clear as day that these people in charge of the Premier League are just running amok. And this is why they need governed. This is why they need Mm. someone to operate and run over the Premier League to check what they're doing. Because it's dodgy, mate, what they're doing. It's dodgy as fuck. But the highest power in in the land, right, which... I have no political allegiances. I think left and right both potentially suck, to be honest. But Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the country, Oliver Dowden, 
whose whose job it is to is to look after this. What have they actually done about it since the EPL stuff? You know, started. They've set up a, a review in in into football, and they're getting fans' opinions. Well, it doesn't take a genius to work out what the fans actually think. You know, Newcastle fans were were knocking outside of Down the Street to be able to get the message through. Ignored, ignored time and time and time again. And this isn't just about football, mate. It is about the investment to the city of Newcastle and the the northeast region yeah, is. that is being denied. Because of because of favours denied because they want to keep um, this cartel, they want to keep this closed shop in in you know, in, in a closed way, you know. So yeah. it, it isn't. It goes beyond football, mate. The city at, at a time when money is scarce and families are going to food banks could have benefited in the same way that Manchester has benefited from everything that you know happened around Manchester City. We are being denied that. And the people who could put pressure on to get this sorted aren't. Last week, mate, they had a, a huge conference between the, the British and the Saudis, uh, and they were looking at investment opportunities and this, that, and the other. And you, you're sitting there going, there is a massive opportunity here in the Northeast. And, and it's like, it, it, it's the elephant in the room. You know what I mean? You can buy a British Formula One team like that, but you cannot, after 15 months, we, the deal was agreed last April. You, you, you can't agree to buy a Premier League uh, club. Well, so, unless it's Manchester United or unless it's you know somebody like that. Oh, you guarantee it was one of them. It would have been. It would, yeah. it would have probably been having the third, not the first, not the second, but the third transfer window right now. Yeah, if it was one of them. Of course, hundred percent. But the trouble is, made this greedy six, this those who tried to break away for this European Super League are like the schwinter. Sat there on the Premier League's ass, fucking doing everything that the ass fucking tells it to do, and um, it's it's it is absolutely infuriating because everybody in the mother and I include politicians in that can see what is going on and nobody does anything about it. Sky Sports News, they make an excuse of well we, we didn't report it because. The North East reporters, one of them was up doing the golf, and he was <laughs> washing his wife's hair or something like that. <laughs> people, they chased mate the Glazers. Bear in mind what the Glazers are just uh, are just uh, shelling out for Sancho and uh, the other lad. Oh, I forget his name now. Yeah, Varane. But they chased them. That was <laughs> yeah. on the other side of the fucking world. Yet <laughs> there's a Newcastle protest happening five minutes up the fucking road, and you're telling me. The people who monitor the social media, right? They're saying that they weren't aware of well, any. No, they were too busy. The, the golf was on, Paul. The golf yeah, was on. They, they were doing something on Neymar's fucking hair. <laughs> no hair expert, as you might be able to fucking tell for those of you watching <laughs> our YouTube channel and not listening to the audio podcast. But fuck me, you, you, the five minutes up the road, that Premier League headquarters. They're at Parliament Square. They're at Downing Street. They're easy to find. There was lots of communication that went out. It's just bullshit. And Sky Sports are just as bad as the Premier League and just as bad as everybody else. Now, I'm not saying that you keep down the others of this world as the Antichrist because I think he does a fantastic job and he's a very much a passionate Newcastle United supporter, etc., etc., for all the other North East reporters and stuff. But Sky Sports coming out with that as an excuse... Well, he was doing that and he was doing that. And we weren't really aware of it. It's just more examples 
uh, of of the 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 levels. I mean, Sky Sports don't want to up, up, upset the Premier League because oh, no. Sky Sports without the Premier League is up shit creek without a paddle. So they all made they, they all literally they all got the hand in the same bag. They all stink of the same amount of pig shit in my book. Um. And it's just disgusting. But yet again, it is the Newcastle United supporters. They're faithful. And when I say faithful, I mean fucking faithful. Unlike when they say, oh, the Chelsea faithful. Are you, are you taking the piss? No. No. Gil, we are the most loyalist bunch of fans. But there comes a point, mate, where We're it, being it, tested. it's exhausting. Sure. You feel almost suffocated by the situation um, and, and, and the lack of action. So for all those people who are saying, forget about the takeover, you simply can't because there's nothing else at our football club that's really worth looking into at the moment. Really? It's, just, it's, it's about as exciting as, as looking at uh, the accounts from Iceland or Asda or something like that. It, it's literally that level. We go there, mate. We went, we went to the Sheffield United game and we were chatting more about um, the stadium noticing what was up with the stadium and needed a lick of paint, chatting and having a catch-up, then we were in the football. Mate, we played five at the back against fucking York. The club is in a mess. We've got Steve Bruce as the manager, five at the back, no signings. We've got ASM potentially unhappy that the club's doing nothing to be able to move forward and stuff at the moment. We've got Dubravko's out again for the second season in a row. He's not going to start yeah. the season. We've got uh, Miggy, who's injured on the other side of the world. We've got um, Callum Wilson, thankfully, is okay. But by the looks of rumours today, we're going to be signing no strikers as backup. Mutu is going to be uh, Andy Carroll's replacement. And we are going to go with what we've got. Dwight Gale and all of it, all of that. That is what we're going to go for all, up, up, you know, up front. Um, the club is in a mess. That We don't know what's going off with the long staff still. Will they stay? Will they go? Um, I could give you a, a literary literally huge list of issues and problems at the football club and then you've got people telling you don't look at the takeover look at the football there is no football we don't play football we just get a lucky penalty against Spurs to, to fluke a point or this that and the other the only hope I've got for the club at all is, is Graham Jones and trying to keep uh, an Alan St Maximum out of the uh, reach of Rafa Benitez because I think that'd be enough to push more, more most people over the fucking edge if we lose ASM to the Mersey uh, to the Merseyside uh, Macrams with Rafa Benitez in charge, who should yeah. and could be Newcastle manager if it yeah. wasn't piss farting around that we're going through at the moment. It well, exactly. It's the it's the biggest kick in the dick you can oh. probably get. Yeah. You've got to wait another six months now. It's like it's very testing as a fan, and I think the next couple of months in particular are going to be testing. A, a lot of negative podcasts, let's be honest. Um, a lot of difficult times to support this team. But we'll be here. We'll support them. We'll try. We'll we'll stick with, with, with you, and hopefully you stick with us as well. But uh, speaking of um, signings, Paul, we've only been really linked with one. Obviously, you mentioned Christopher Asia before. Obviously, Brentford pushed the board out further. Brentford, Brentford pushed the board out more. Yeah, yeah, it's shit. I know, but like the one, the one 
bit of smoke that seems to have a little bit of fire to it is Joe Willock potentially coming back. How he's coming back, I don't know if it's permanent or if it's on loan, but more than likely it's going to be on loan. Mate, uh, I, I'd take him anywhere. I, I, I would yeah. literally sell our soul uh, to the devil at this point to get Joe Willock back in a Newcastle shirt. And I'm thankful that he's not on a flight to America uh, because that uh, Arsenal's trip's been cancelled at the last minute because of COVID issues. So uh, Joe Willock is definitely not going to America. That gives us maybe a little bit more chance to get him in a little bit sooner. Uh, but no, Mike Ashley, the price will be, I don't know, 15, 20 million, and either offered him one or two. You know, he hasn't learned from the Kevin Keegan case and the Kevin Keegan days and the mistakes he's made there, mate. I just, I just pray that whether it's loan, I, I don't care. I just want to say just that. Just, and, just, and, just, a, just a little bit of positivity because yeah. the, I suppose I can find one positive in that Colin Wilson got given the number nine shirt. That looks terrible on, on my camera. You go that way, didn't I? I don't know. It's it's reversed. So I've tried to do a nine symbol and it hasn't worked. <laughs> but uh, Colin Wilson's going to be the number nine next season. Actually, all I need to do is move out the way. There we go. Yeah, you're there. We're gone, but uh, yeah, Carl Wilson's going to be the number nine next season, which um, I think is well deserved. We'll finally go on number nine that we can actually enjoy as a centre forward instead of is Jolton going to play well this week? Can Joe do it? Less pressure on Joe, give it to the main man. So, yeah, it's it's a it's it's nice, it's it's nice to have a little bit of good news, but. I mean, the kit launch was last week as well, Paul, and there's a massive flipping four on it. Oh, I don't have a four behind just to like signal this, but like a four, there's a massive four on it. They've waited a and there's a four on it. Who at Castor looked at those designs and went, fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's the one. Who didn't see the massive number four on the front? And once you've seen it, you can't get it out of your head. Yes, looking back at the number nine, that was the most common-sense decision. It should have been done when Callum Wilson signed. It, it didn't. Um, and I think, again, that's that's what you call a little bit of, uh, of, of public relations. That is a little bit of Keith Bishop at work. You know, try and give them a little bit of good news because we've got nothing else to be able to give to them at, at, at the moment. Uh, and it coincides with season ticket renewals the same time that the Joe Willick uh, rumours and stuff come out. The shirts themselves, mate, with a little few tweaks, if they, they coloured them in black or done something else with them, it, it could have been a lot, lot better. Uh, I like the red numbering that they've kept. And um, it was frustrating how long we had to wait for it. But um, oh, yeah, yes. I'll get away from that number four. I kept thinking, Yuan Kabai, David Batty, uh, all the great number fours, Nobby Solano... Uh, you know, um, Kevin Nolans of the world just kept cropping up in, in the head because, and I think there was a women's match, and all the women were like literally lined up in two rows before the game had kicked off, and all you could see is the fours. <laughs> I was just like, oh my word, that is that is bad. Not, I mean, all it takes as well is a little bit of a change. They just need to like make the colour bit all black, and it will be fine. But I mean, ugh. how did you miss it? It's, How did you it's, miss it? It's probably the biggest blunder I've seen since uh since the banana top we had in 2010. I mean that was that was a bit of a, a shit top as well. Um but this is oh, it's just so depressing. I hope I, I hope the away tops are decent so I can at least get one of them. But well yeah, yeah. Um 
I've got a top cupboard actually, not because is it I, the four one? Yeah, it is the four one. To be honest, it may just well go up on the wall. It may be one of the ones I just I don't wear, but it just goes up on the wall and stuff like that. Um, I was looking at some of the training gear. I thought some of the training gear, the blue one, looked okay. Quite like that. Um, but I, I, I'm like you. I'm, I'm praying for a decent uh, away kit. I've seen some of the designs that have been leaked out there and stuff like that. Uh, I can't say I'm in love with the ones that have been leaked out, but I'm awaiting for the official confirmation coming out uh, before deciding what's deciding what's what. Because I, I do, I, I like to get the shirts and stuff like that, and I've held off on previous seasons because of the old Ashley stuff and and everything else like that. And although I'm continuing my boycott with Ashley's businesses and stuff like that, this year I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get the top. I need a new uh, Newcastle uh, top and stuff. But I just can't get away from that four. It just it, it doesn't even matter whether it's kits, whether it's transfers, whether it's takeovers, whether it's about the coaches or anything. Every bit of our club, there's always got to be something wrong with it. You just pray that for once you could everything's like, wrong with it. Yeah, just just get something right. It, you, anything, like, just anything, something, anything right. Um, when they started to take the uh, mural, you know where the cash point is. Neither Bobby Robson and they took. The, I was like, please don't say that you're taking that down to leave it that mucky brick colour uh, again. And I was even having a whinge and stuff like that to myself. Um, as it turns out, they are actually replacing that. I don't know if it's being done already or not. But um, oh goodness me, mate! The club is in a mess. If they can't even get the, if you can't get black and white stripes right. If you can't see the number four, it just beggars it beggars fucking belief. It really, really does. Um be that bad you bought it. <laughs> I, I did. I, I know the and I was just like the away top. I was like, where is the away top? Where's the away top? I was like, I wanna have to do something. I'm gonna have to get one. I thought I haven't I've 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 held off on previous seasons. And I'm like, I need a new Newcastle top. You should have told me you were one of your away ones, or one of my home ones. Um, God, give for them like, um, like all the old ones, like, you know, the brown ale ones. I would have got you one of them, but yeah. uh, instead well, of think, the big, instead of the big four, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can walk up to us and you can just say four and stuff like that when you see us at the ground. Uh, yeah. we, are, we are back, <laughs> we are back in the games. Uh, obviously, we, we've got we've, we've had our first preseason game. That was an absolute shit show. Wasn't four on that occasion. It was just the one. But uh, to lose oh, again, corners. <laughs> God, forty percent possession. Five at the back, mate. Five at the fucking back against York. <laughs> midfielders. It's just like if I could pick Steve Bruce up to shake him, I'd shake the cunt. I really would. Uh, I know there's, there's there's people talking about protests and pitch invasions and all sorts, mate, uh, for for these games coming up. I'm I'm, I'm at the game um, at Doncaster coming up, and then again on at, for for Rotherham and stuff. I'm a glutton for punishment, mate. I'm a glutton for punishment. I shall sit there. You're on top. You you you're going to Doncaster. You're going to flipping Rotherham. Luckily for oh. me, I'm I'm I'm, st- I'm staying up north. <laughs> uh, morning and stuff, so you know. But I was that interested in the um in the York game. To be fair, I did try and watch it, but the signal on Timeout Beach was flipping shit. Oh, 
<laughs> so I, I couldn't get anywhere near it, but luckily by half time that I went to go and get some food, and uh, the signal improved. But I, I say luckily, but the second half was shit. Was I, didn't, I didn't do anything. I put my phone down for a couple of seconds, and then I hear I hear cheer, and I'm thinking, all right, we've scored. Oh, York have scored. <laughs> so I see the goal back. It's a good header, um, but. Yeah, if it, it's flipping bleak at the minute, man. We can't even be flipping York. Like the win. Um, I, I, I thought, well, oh, they're a conference team. Surely they're not even a conference team. They're the conference north. Like, come on, you know what I mean? And like, and that's only the first game of preseason, and that. But surely a first team should be able to beat York. When you see ASM come onto the pitch, mate, and he was on the substitute bench to start off with, when you see in a pretty strong team to start off with, I know there's a situation about goalkeepers, but to be fair, I thought uh, Langley who came in did did all right. He did all right for his debut and stuff like that. Looks a big lad. Uh, looks a confident lad. Um, but when you are looking at stuff, and, and I, you're bringing Muto on, and you're like, come on, Muto, you... You, you need to you need to prove a point. You need to show something. And again, we, we just do nothing, and we play this boring brand of Bruce Ball uh, five at the back, holding midfielders. And you haven't got like you haven't got Joe Willick to be able to open up a team. ASM was nowhere near fit. Uh, no. And you look at left, right, and centres, and then you even Steve Bruce coming out with well, would have had a tough week. And you're like, are you for real? And that's where I would have, if I was interviewing, I would pick him up and shake the bastard because it's like, are you kidding me? Have a have a have a week in the real world with real problems and real challenges, and trying to make ends meet and this that and the other, and then you tell me about a tough week. No, you've been to a better training ground than what you've got at home. You've trained all week. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? You've got the best science, you've got the best nutrition, you've got all of that good stuff. You're getting paid tens of thousands of pounds per week. Mate, they've not had a tough week at all. They've not had a, a, had a tough week. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm sure Mrs. Bruce has sent them an apple apple crumble down and all that sort of thing. They've not had a tough week. And that's just another excuse. And it's something that Steve Bruce is particularly good at finding the excuses to paper over the cracks. Uh, and doing the bare minimum, but it certainly didn't do the bare minimum against York, and that was it was disgraceful. It really, really was. And then we find out that we're going to be losing arguably what many people think is our best defender in Florian Lejeune. He's going. Yeah, he is. Um, it was a bit of a shock to me, to be honest. I thought they'd, they'd bring him back in from like yeah. his injury last season, and that they'd give him a season out and get get up to fitness and get up to speed. And then he'd be playing in the first team, but they've got rid of him. And they're not going to replace him. It's it's so bizarre, mate. Like, like Florian Lejeune didn't really get a chance to say bye to anybody either. He kind of came back from loan and, and then went away again. And it's like, that lad was so gifted with the ball at his feet. Uh, he was so gifted in defence. And I think Rafa, under Rafa, he was actually unbelievable. I remember when we played Lascelles, Lejeune and Cher in a back three. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. Oh. The three, they, they just completed each other's game completely. Um, yeah, they did. They, they complimented them so, so well, didn't they? Those, those I'm, good, I'm good, it's going. But 
I'll, I'll never forget them two goals at Everton. You know, for the, oh, the we were there, weren't we? jammiest draw I'll ever see in my life. Florian Lejeune gave, gave with that duty, little, little pick arms. Little wee arms. Standing two hey, yards in the goal. The lane. Euros are done, mate. The Euros are done. We can take the piss out of Jordan Pickford again. That is. That was anyway. Really yeah. kind of Even when he was saving penalties, I'm like, oh, you're still flipping shit. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Well, Kerry was kicking off because she, she kept saying. <laughs> Two seconds ago, you were calling me Mac and Bin Mac and Bin Dipper, and all of a sudden, you're jumping up and down because you saved a penalty. I was like, Yes, yeah. I said, I said I'm, I'm like really, really stirred because I hate him. I said, I hate his attitude towards Newcastle supporters, yeah, I hate yeah. everything about him, his mannerisms, uh, how he goes, everything else like that. I says, But obviously, I want him to save the penalties because I want England to do well. Uh, but I was like, I was proper like. Like for yeah, get in, get in, get in, yeah, mac and bloody, you know, and all this. Oh, sort for of me, thing. it was like, get in, you mac and bastard, yeah. <laughs> get in. Yeah. And John Henderson's coming on about, oh, come on, you mac and bastard. So it's 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 got to be the hostility in, and, and and see, we don't even have that, mate. We used to be able to have the banter and at least look forward to the derby matches. We don't even have that, mate, because they're bottle jobbing it again down in Division 3, and they can take a laugh and take the piss all they want about our plight. Uh, we are in a, a, a very shitty predicament, but we're certainly nowhere near the predicament that Sunderland find themselves in, and we don't want to get into the predicament that uh, Sunderland find themselves in. Well, mate, the saying goes, if you keep playing with fire, you eventually get burned. So it's just a case of how long can, how long can this go on for before it ends up bad, because... For me, I just feel like it'll get to January or February and they're going to delay it again. It means, I suppose it means one thing, we can get on with it until Christmas. We don't have to worry about it until... Well, there's no excuses, mate, is there? There's no excuses. So Mike Ashley can say previously, I don't want to spend because why would I spend on something that I'm potentially going to be losing any day? And you had all these quotes about uh, telling the safety, be prepared, get your money ready to go, Right. You've not got that excuse. It is now down to you, Mike Ashley and Lee Charnley and Keith Bishop and everybody else at the football club to get that squad into a shape where we can uh, have a better season, where we're not looking over our shoulders all the time. So there's no excuse because if Brentford can afford to do it and they've had no commercial, in, uh, you know, they've had no commercial revenue like we've had, everything else, all the other teams, if Manchester United, if they can go afford to go and break. Uh, records and sign your Sancho's of the world and everybody else is doing stuff mate there's no excuse now Mike Ashley cannot hide behind the excuse of this takeover any longer he has yeah, exactly. agreed with his legal team so it's not just the Premier League it is Mike Ashley as well he has agreed to uh, delay up until January in the hope that this this uh, you know this other case produces a few nice you know shots and and he, and he wins that it's going to help him with the arbitration case he's agreed to push arbitration back so now stop making excuses newcastle united steve bruce and everybody else get that squad sort of get joe willick in sign a couple of players to give um newcastle united the best chance possible of staying up and pushing up the table and doing something in the cups the fans fucking deserve it and i do not want to hear any excuses whatsoever with regards um, 
with, with, you know, with regards to that, Mike Ashley can no longer hide behind that one. Yeah, you're right, mate. And I think, I, th- I think that, I mean, I haven't become a like a, a proper um, quotist or like uh, someone that like philosophizes about things. But the saying goes, if you stand, if you if you stop in football, you go backwards, and we've stopped. Um, yep. So it's concerning. If we don't sign Joe Willock, we haven't kept the likes of Lejeune, Carroll. Like we haven't kept these players, so we're weaker than we were last season. And yeah, we finished twelfth, but that really flatters us. That we finished. We could 12th. have been seventeenth, mate, on that day. We've been seventeenth or eighteenth. Yeah. If Fulham were any better, so for me, it's like they've got to get the shit sorted. Even if they do the bare minimum and bring in a spare striker, because Mutu and Gale aren't the backup strikers. I'm sorry, but they can't be. Um, Wilson inevitably will get injured at some point in the season. That Willick, uh, a, a right back or a full back and a centre back, you know, to 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 just get with through. Talking about Callum Watts and the mate. They're, they're talking what? about giving Callum Watts a, a, a shot in the first team. Uh, he's got pre-season to be able to show what he can do, and you know full well Callum Watts will be that extra defender. That is who they will have. Has an extra option. Who was out? I, I don't see it, mate, because they said the same shit about um, Dan Barlazer last season. And remember, we were talking about him. That could be it. Could be season to shine and and all this. And then they sold him down the river, mate, to Rotherham. So, like, he'll be playing against us in a couple of days. And it's like you just know what's going to happen there, don't you? I uh, flipping rocket, and you'll be there to see it in person, Paul. Yeah, I'll feel personally. Yeah, I've even had mate today. I've even had sympathy from a Rotherham supporter. So you know that things are difficult for your club when you're getting sympathy of Rotherham supporters. So uh, I would love to think that we're going to go there, play a little bit of you know entertaining football. Let the you know let the team entertain the away fans. Uh, but I doubt it. There's going to be three thousand three hundred Newcastle supporters against Doncaster alone. Another couple of thousand against Rotherham. It's it's just disgusting the way that Newcastle fans are, are, are treated when you know we, we're traveling in such numbers and passionately and want to see our team do well. Um, we're not glory supporters at, at all, but a little By bit of nothing to shout about, mate, for so so long. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 a shower of shit, basically. It is, and like this, it's just a very bleak. I mean, I I want to like because we've been away for a bit with the podcast. I want to like be back with a bang type thing. Yes, there's this news, there's that news, but there's like it's just dead, mate. And like it's just nothing. There's nothing. It's number nine. We've got a big bastard former kit, and we got beat of York, and <laughs> the arbitration's going another six months. <laughs> there's nothing going on. <laughs> Nothing at all. If Salzburg did shit shows, then it would be this. Mate, it, it, it is. We always try and find a positive. The only positive, like I touched on before, mate, is we are into the final 12 months of the Steve Bruce contract. And surely to God, not even Mrs. Bruce, not even Mama Bruce would give Steve Bruce another contract in Newcastle United. He cannot get another contract in Newcastle United. It makes less sense than all the other shit that's been going off. So... Let's fingers crossed 
we're into the final 12 months of the Steve Bruce uh, regime. I don't think uh, I can cope with another 12 months of them, oh, mate. Oh, God. And we, we've got, the thing is, it, it's like we, we've got season tickets and stuff to sort this oh, this week oh. and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and you just know, like, travelling up and down the country, following the lads everywhere, and it's all that support the yeah, team. Oh, come on. You, but, you're reminding us again. Like, I'm starting to feel pain now. Like we're gonna have to go up and down the country to follow this shit, man. How are you? <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll 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 be traveling to, to Burnley away and hoping that the ball goes in off Joe Linton's ass in the 94th minute to rescue a draw. It's gonna be another crazy season of uh ridiculous uh, shenanigans and stuff like that, where we like it's not the football, you know. Uh it, it, it is this face I'm looking forward to it. This face is not looking forward to it, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no man like I'm happy we can go travelling again but that's about it like <laughs> it's fucking shit man like oh it, it, it is it is it, it's no, just no, like I'm happy Colin Wilson's number nine and that, that that's it like there's nothing else Graham Jones mate Graham Jones there that's, that's the, oh there we go the, the, the Euro finalist himself the master stroke the, the man that Gareth Southgate wants to be but if Graham Jones kind of pull off a master stroke, then you know what I mean? We're, we're flipping up shit creep for a paddle, mate. mate. mate I'll tell you something. That, that man, he's got the magic touch. He made Gareth Southgate look good, yeah? And he also made Steve Bruce look good. So you know what I mean? Well, maybe not good, but <laughs> half decent. Manager of the month. Manager yeah, of the month. Manager mate. of the month. I was sitting there imagining him holding that Donna kebab and stuff like that. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's going to take, mate, some shenanigans just to be able to stay up. The football is going to be awful. Uh, we're going to get dumped out of the cup to lower league opposition uh, in rounds again because that that's that's just that's just the normal. Uh, and we've got to listen to Steve Bruce talking about oh the big clubs. Can, can we get a loan player off a big club and we can't compete against these big clubs and all that bollocks, mate? In it, yeah, it is. But to summarise the podcast, mate, I did want to end on a positive of some sort because. The couple of hundred that went down to London to protest, yeah. fair and clear to everyone is. Um, I think the one that was leading, like the kind of the interviews, was where Sky was concerned. Was there uh, was Holly Blades? I think I think she she goes on Steve Rafe's podcast and that a lot. And yeah, Holly does. The, yeah, is the main. She is the a part of the Newcastle community on Twitter, and uh, not just her, but uh, along with everybody that went down with her uh, to London and represented Newcastle's farm base were nothing but absolute pr- pride. They were Everyone who were taking a stand um, and, and making your voice heard and not going down there quietly, making your voices heard and really making, making a stamp, going outside the Premier League, going outside of Parliament, going outside of number 10, proud of each and every every single one of you. Uh, you've done the farm base for them proud on that day and I'll never forget it either. It's 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 class class stuff from yeah from Holly, Holly spoke mate. fantastic mate. She really really did yeah. I mean I wanted to be down there but uh it was um as you know stepson's uh, army selection oh, yeah. event and stuff so that sort of obviously had to had to take uh, priority over the day or I'd have been down there protesting as well. Uh the support to be able to send down a couple of hundred people uh on you know on the coaches and stuff like that you know, down there, London Mags as well, getting in on board on, on, on the situation and stuff like that. 
Uh, Holly spoke brilliantly well. She tried to deliver the letter to the Premier League. The Premier League refused. This is what I mean. You're all about the fans. Footballs without the fans is nothing, and that's been as clear as mud. Yet a fan comes to the front office of the Premier League, 16-year-old, speaks fantastically well, tries to deliver a letter for the Premier League and for for, uh, for Dick Master. And, um, yeah, they just refuse that. And I think that, that speaks volumes, but... What speaks more volumes is the passion, the noise, the colour um, and the commitment of everybody who travelled down there. Uh, like you yeah. said, that is definitely a massive positive to end the podcast on. More of that spirit over this season. Whatever's coming up, because there's going to be more protests, you know that. There's going to be more uh, things uh, kicking off uh, and getting arranged you know, in, in the ethos and stuff like that. Uh, so there's going to be more things, no doubt, planned. So we need to keep the message up and let as many people know how disgruntled we are and let as many organisations know how disgruntled as supporters we are and let people know the shenanigans, mate, that's going on because it is bang out of order and it is uh, it is corrupt as corrupt can be. Well, if there is any protests, mate, if there is any uh, anything like that where... It does need support. I'm sure we'll be more than happy to help. And, yeah, and we don't sit on the fence, do we? Try and use our our platform to 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 try and raise as much awareness as possible. I mean, we're not a we're not a, we're not one of the big wigs. We're not like an NUFC 360 or anything like that. But if we can help help even a little towards getting it to as many people as possible, we will do no problem. Because at the end of the day, we're just fans. We're not internet celebrities or anything like that. Just two average shows on a podcast, and we'll help any and all fans as much and or or yeah. as well as much as we can. So it was just a nice, positive way to end the podcast because I knew there'd be a couple of negative things being said with what what's been going on. I didn't speak about Simon Jordan either, Paul. Um, oh, I, I, I'll keep it short and sweet, but he is a horrible bastard. Um, we went on with Stavely the way he spoke to Stavely was completely unacceptable and uh yeah I've, i i mean i said i said me bit in one of the previews or one of the reviews uh, after the england game about him but um yeah he's a he's a colossal cunt like the way he goes yeah. on i, I just he's flat, mate he's absolute piss flap and uh despite what he said in his protestations today i don't do stuff for clickbait i don't do the bullshit absolute yeah. pure bullshit, bullshit, mate. bullshit so, man. yeah um like I say, he's a failure, mate. He failed in the newspapers. He failed at Crystal Palace. He's got massive agendas. He's on a show with uh, Jim White, and we all know what <laughs> Jim White is. Just a bit again, a bit of an annoying bell end. So they're probably two get on like I was on fire. But yeah, total clickbait, total crap. Makes no sense whatsoever, and it just plays out to his uh, agenda. And again, he's, yeah. he's part of the problem, mate. And um, I was I was you know glad that people have been highlighting this, and it's not just Newcastle yeah, fans, yeah, Manchester United yeah. fans, and all sorts. People putting comments on saying that you're just basically a bit of a bell end, aren't you? Yeah, just total, just total colossal cunt. That's what he is. Yeah. Um, I did want to end on saying the the uh, the protests that went down to London, absolutely fantastic. Uh, fair play to each and every one is. Um, and like I say, is anything that we can retweet, just get in contact if there's anything uh, on my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything in between. But uh, yeah, 
it's been good to be back, Paul. Uh, we'll be back more regularly. We'll not wait like two, three, four weeks until the next one. Because obviously the games are coming thick and fast now. The Newcastle news are starting to come in thick and fast. So not just on what podcast anymore. So obviously if you're on YouTube, you can see you see faces and, and stuff like that now. But yeah, there's, there's still plenty more to come. We're going to do like a Q&A next week because um, it's actually a year anniversary for uh, Magpie 24-7. Uh, yeah, a week to a week from tomorrow is the first year of Magpie twenty four seven. So we're, we're going to do a pod. We're going to do a Q and A podcast for that. But in the midst of that, we'll be talking about the the friendlies and signings if they happen. Oh but, yes, all those yeah, signings. There's there's some uh, there's there's some there's some content coming up, and obviously. On YouTube, we'll we'll probably explain in the Q and A video how we're going to do YouTube, how we're going to differentiate that between that and the podcast, just to just to kind of level with you is what I expect for the new season because obviously it's our first season on YouTube as well. So, uh, I but that's next week. Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed this one. A bit a bit of negative vibes. Subscribe, yeah. If you want to subscribe, leave a like or follow on uh, Spotify or whatever it may be or. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on there every day uh, talking about news or whatever's going on. But uh aye, it's been a good it well it's 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 been a kind of a event get, a, a kind of event thing. It's been kind <laughs> of a virtual therapy ses- session for me. Might be right, Kyle, you're starting to drag it out, piss off. But uh, right, I will, I will piss off. But uh, right, well Louis and Levy is and uh, aye, we'll catch you on the next Magpie 24-7 podcast, everyone. And Keep see you. Too. Later.